It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 16th of April. I'm Alex Dibble. And I'm Laura Cook. Worship has turned to violence, with Israeli police clashing with Palestinians in Jerusalem. This is being used again by extreme radicalized minorities on each side who have interest in trying to create an upheaval. And Shanghai's Covid controls face worldwide scrutiny. (laughs) The Times Daily World Briefing Today we begin in Jerusalem. Friday was supposed to be a day of worship, witnessing the rare convergence of Islamic, Christian and Jewish holy days, Ramadan, Easter and Passover. But at the contested Jerusalem holy site, known to Palestinians as the Al-Aqsa Mosque and Israelis as Temple Mount, prayer erupted into violence. Officials in Palestine reported that more than 150 Palestinians were injured in clashes with police. Meanwhile, the Israeli police said their officers entered the site after being attacked with firecrackers and stones. Noga Tarnopolsky is a journalist covering Israel and Palestine. She told Times Radio that some form of incident was anticipated. There was a lot of tension around it. There had been, again, some extremist Jews who had threatened to go up to the site, to the esplanade around the mosque, and sacrifice a goat, uh, you know, in honor of what they perceive as some ancient Passover ritual. And um, Hamas and other Islamist groups had said that they will defend, you know, the mosque with their own blood. She said it all happened after early morning prayers. And so you had at least several hundred young Palestinians up in the mosques with rocks and even some Molotov cocktails. And as soon as the prayer was over, around 5 a.m., they started throwing this at the police. The police, who should have been ready because there have been, you know, this has been online for days. So the police nonetheless reacted pretty harshly. So I don't want to exaggerate it. No one was killed, but there are around 300 arrests. And this is being used again by extreme radicalized minorities on each side who have interest in trying to create an upheaval. The clashes resulted from a fresh wave of violence in the region over the last month. A series of strikes by Israeli Arabs and Palestinians has marked the deadliest period of attacks in Israel for more than 15 years and the subsequent military raids of the West Bank have killed more than 20 Palestinians. It's day 52 of the war in Ukraine, but after over seven weeks of fighting, new horrors and tactics keep coming. 
For the first time since the invasion began, Russian forces used long-range bombers to attack the besieged port city of Mariupol, the Ukrainian Defence Ministry spokesperson said on Friday. He said the situation in Mariupol is tough and hard. Fighting is ongoing. Meanwhile, in the capital, Kyiv, Mayor Vitaly Klitschko said the Darnitsky district had come under fire. In a post on the Telegram messaging app, he said they need to find more information about the victims. Ukrainian MPs Vitaslav Yurash, who's in Kyiv, explained how Russian forces have carried out these latest strikes. They attack from the long range. Uh, they attack from aircraft. They have been firing rockets non-stop, even though they were pushed back across the border and they were defeated around Kiev. Russians uh, have shown that they are willing to use anything and everything to try and subjugate our country. And again, we shall resist, no matter whether it's Kiev or Kharkiv or anywhere else in Ukraine. The renewed strikes on Kyiv mark a U-turn in the strategy of the Russian forces, which had withdrawn and moved to the south and east over the past two weeks. This weekend, the UK's stance on the conflict in Ukraine has come under fire from Moscow. On Friday, the Kremlin warned of unpredictable consequences if the West continued to provide military support to Ukraine. Now, Russia has banned UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson and other senior ministers from entering the country. It says in retaliation to sanctions. It follows a similar ban made on US President Joe Biden in March. On the way, homeowners in Shanghai are told their houses are to be used as quarantine facilities and a lottery winner in Belgium is blocked from claiming his prize. The Times Daily World Briefing We move to the United Kingdom where a growing number of charities, refugee groups and MPs are criticising the government's latest immigration plan. Tens of thousands of asylum seekers crossing the English Channel to the UK are to be sent to the East African country of Rwanda under a £120 million pilot scheme aimed at tackling high and illegal immigration. The UK's Home Secretary, Priti Patel, claims the deal will act as a blueprint for other European countries. But it's emerged some senior civil servants don't support her plans. It comes as the UN Refugee Agency has called the proposals unacceptable and a breach of international law. The Times of London's Home Affairs editor, Matt Dathan, says Priti Patel is confident that Denmark could soon finalise a similar deal. They have passed a law, ahead of Britain actually, we haven't actually passed a law on this, to offshore their asylum claims overseas and and actually started talking to Rwanda two years ago. And um, she thinks this is a model that's quite um, unprecedented and and it could actually provide a change to the status quo for tackling migration crises that Europe has failed to tackle. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Endless lines of COVID-19 tests, empty streets and closed storefronts. All familiar sights as Shanghai is battling China's worst COVID outbreak since the virus first emerged in Wuhan in 2019. The city has reported a record number of symptomatic cases as its coronavirus controls face international scrutiny. 3,590 symptomatic cases were reported on Friday, while asymptomatic cases reached over 25,000. 
Footage on social media appeared to show residents from one housing compound in physical altercations with police as they were removed from their homes. The complex is set to be used as a quarantine centre. The videos also showed people kneeling and lying on the ground in front of the police, with some getting carried away. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the latest updates on the ownership contest for Chelsea Football Club, here is Kane Reeves. A consortium led by the Ricketts family, who own the Chicago Cubs baseball team, has pulled out of the running to buy Chelsea Football Club, blaming what they call the unusual dynamics around the sales process. It's believed the three groups involved couldn't agree on the deal. The Russian billionaire Roman Abramovich, who owns the club, won't receive any of the proceeds of the sale because he's subject to sanctions as part of the UK's response to the war in Ukraine. There were concerns over the Ricketts-led bid after it emerged that the family's patriarch, Joe Ricketts, was accused of Islamophobia three years ago, while the Chelsea Supporters Trust said it opposed the group. It's understood the decision to withdraw is not related to the backlash from fans. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. The rappers Cardi B and Offset have finally revealed their baby son's name seven months after he was born. Wave Set Cephas was shown in his first pictures on Instagram as his parents shared photos of him in a blue parka and a blue beanie hat. Wave also wears a large diamond necklace which spells out his name and bears the icon of a baby shark. On Twitter, Cardi B suggested the name was her husband's idea. The couple also share a three-year-old daughter named Culture, while Offset is the father to Carla and sons Cody and Jordan from previous relationships. And finally, after spending five euros on a scratch card and winning a quarter of a million, an Algerian man in Belgium can't claim his winnings. The 28-year-old man is struggling because of his undocumented status. He doesn't have the papers to open a bank account and the prize is too big to be paid in cash. One of the man's friends tried to claim the money on his behalf but was detained by police on suspicion of theft. He was released after the winner explained the situation. The card is now being held by a court in the town of Bruges. The winner, who left Algeria four months ago, says he wants to use the money to build a life in Belgium. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 16th of April. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.